Pranams to all the devotees. Mm. As it is today, so many celebrations are today, like we have the Ekadashi here. The um, uh, disappearance of Gor. Um, um, sorry. First, we have appearance of uh, Madhva Maharaj and uh, disciple Shri Bhaktivedanta Prabhupada. Uh, Gorkishor Das Babaji Maharaj disappearance. And then we have end of uh, Kartik. If one starts on Ekadashi, some of Gaudiamats are following. We have Bhishma Panchika. So um, 
I personally wanted to share um, some stories, which I feel like for me, it's like a collection, most valuable collection I have of my devotional life, of these special souls, uh, meeting them at Mayapur, Vrindavan, different places, because now in Kartik, as it is Parikrama time, usually when we go to Parikramas, we especially meet this, uh, the sadhus. And um, Guru Maharaj was mentioning here and there about some of them. So my desire was to somehow try to glorify the Vaishnavas, these special souls, and like... Um, I consider this these are like the top moments of uh, for me my devotional life to meet these personalities, and um, so I wanted to start with um, I will also I will share my screen and I will show the different persons I'm talking about and stories about like my personal meetings with them, just a little bit mentioning here and there. Um, yeah, I hope you see now. Yes. So now uh, the first person I wanted to talk about, this is uh, Shantumaraj, Bhakti Kumut Shantumaraj. Um, he is a disciple of Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Prabhupada and he was like uh, donated practically by his parents to Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Prabhupada when he was 11 years old. That's why he actually could stay for so long you know, after the departure of all his god brothers and um, because he was very young and uh, um, He's a very special personality who was, uh, who who he he was preaching a lot in South India. He was going also to Bangladesh, and um, and the first ones who noticed him were uh, Bhakti Deita Madhava Maharaj, and no, excuse me, Bhakti Ridoy Bon Maharaj and the future, at that time, Brahmachari, Bhakti Pramod, Puri Maharaj. And they were like um, in engaging him in different services. And uh, <clears throat> I had the chance to meet him when in 2003 in Mayapur. Uh, he was already in very advanced age, like 90 something just opening a new ashram in um, Mayapur at that age. Uh, but he was already like not very much, so to say, present here. <laughs> he was like, uh, one could see, like even if he's with like open eyes and sitting and looking kind of like in, with people around, he, he was just not present. He was like somewhere in another dimension. And then, and at some point he was returning, looking around 
in what's happening in this dimension and like relating to to people. So at that time, we were waiting for more than three hours for a darshan. I was with one Prabhupada disciple, uh, Mataji, and one other who, who lived in Vrindavan more than 20 years. We even forgot, like, because everybody left already and uh, not to wait more than three hours for darshan. They were thinking that he will actually not open the door. But... Um, uh, so after three more than three hours of waiting, the doors have opened. He, he had some brahmacharis serving him. So we were invited to enter inside. We were the only three left to have his darshan. So we we entered paid obeisances, and he was like very um yeah, as I said, like you can see that he's sitting. And with open eyes, but it looked like he's not here. And after some time, somebody told him, oh, Maharaj here are like came to see you to have darshan with you. So he just looked at us. And the very first thing he did, he looked at me straight ahead and told me, like directly in the eyes, but like just turned to me and told me. You are not this body. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I was like very shocked because I never experienced such a thing. And I, I just started to say yes because he, he put his eyes directly. Then he kept saying like, do you understand what you are not this body? And I just kept because he was saying, do you understand? Like every time he was repeating that, every time he was raising his voice even more and like as if shaking me, like, do you understand? You are not this material, you're not this body. And because he resembles very much, especially at that time here on the picture, he's a little bit younger, but he was already old. He looked so much like Shiva Bhakti Siddhanta Prabhupada. And it was very much um, what we have read about him that he was saying, like the, the way he was preaching and also saying that uh, we're in a burning house. You know, samsara is like your, your house is on fire. So you have to like quickly leave and very fastly just um, run to the closest place where you can exit from the burning house and not take anything with you and nothing else like has value in this house so he was having exactly the same mood like he just like woke up as if being in the spiritual world and then returning and seeing and then he kept saying you are not this body, like very strongly. And at the end he said, so he repeated this many, many times, and he, at the end he said, not only your body, you have to give your soul to Krishna. And the next moment he actually gave also the tool or the blessing how, how this actually happens. 
he they called me he said come I was very worried very shy you know so I ran there and sat down on the ground next to him and he he put his uh, hand on tried to put first his hand on, on my head but it was not I was a little bit distant because I was so afraid to come closer it was full of brahmacharis and sannyasis only and and they're like quick quick go like closer get closer and I was immediately like jumping to get closer then he put his hand in and he said I bless you to dedicate all your life to the service of your Guru Maharaj. So, like, this is the thing. No, you have to uh, dedicate your body. No, he said you have to give your body to Krishna. Not only your body, you have to give your soul to Krishna. No, you're not this body. You have to give it also. And how you do it? by surrendering, by giving all your life to your Guru. And Guru Maharaj, uh, I was listening to his Bhakti Samrita Sindhu lectures where he spoke about in the Bhava section um, that Bhava comes um, when you have like a, a window, you have opportunity window window of opportunity with Guru Parampara and then he said that this opportunity comes if you really comprehensively surrender and serve fully to your Guru and then this window opens up and then Guru can transmit his bhava as it happened to him you now getting fully being fully dedicated to Srila Prabhupada and getting the Sakya from him, you know, this window, uh, this transmission which he has uh, received, or maybe from previous lives as well, but also his full surrender. So I could connect this, um, you know, like they were also like giving all these holy personalities. Um, first this feeling of super emergency because he was repeating it many many times and and saying it as kind of you have to do it now <laughs> you have to surrender like there's no time to waste and after this impression i i was two days like thinking that was it i i just have to surrender <laughs> like in this moment and I was under this very big impression, but of course, like it's not like a two-day <laughs> exercise and you just surrender. And with the time, I'm thinking also to put these words on, on a wall and just always to remember this moment. And, and what was like interesting that uh, later on, he... Uh, he was in, in like, so to say, coma for some years. At the same time, as uh, like this, it is said that they practically, they perform, they participate already with their spiritual body um, directly serving in the spiritual world. 
and they're just so to say not present like this physical body just waits to leave but they're fully with their spiritual body in in the spiritual world and same with um with Srila Bhakti Balak Tirta Maharaj and uh, they were even there's a YouTube clip about it how they met them together in this where they were in so this so-called coma uh, and uh, I could meet also I had the darshan of Bhakti Balak Tirta Maharaj just prior to um, his passing away mm. And the interesting, the, the connection between the two of them, I wanted to share also this uh, picture of, um, let me just find, of Bhakti Balabdirdu Manaj. Hopefully, see that. Yeah. Uh, so, the, like the what I found similar between them was that Bhakti Balabdirta Maharaj also by the end of his life he was just repeating also one and the same in the same style like when we were going to have his darshan he was like saying the clock is making tick 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 and the time is running quick 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 so you better do what you have to do very soon and he kept repeating this again and again he was already like also in this state of being here but not actually being present and then like waking up and seeing where he is and um, they, there is a story of there's they say that uh, he has received some special mercy for, from Bhakti Pramod Puri Goswami Maharaj. Um, on, I think on his last Vyasa Puja, where he uh, had guests you know, coming to visit him. And they were staying in a queue to offer their obeisances. And when he got closer to Puri Maharaj, he told him, Pay me Dandavas now fast, something like that. And then he put his foot on his head. And then Bhakti Balaptirt Maharaj was saying that at that moment he has received all the mercy, all like the taste of the holy name and like everything that he has. And um, he's uh, like, um, he has also very powerful lectures with all his preaching. Uh, he gives this also amazing feeling of um, emergency. He's extremely humble personality and uh, always serving everyone. Um, and, um, never like 
no, Guru Maharaj actually spoke about him on the last um, QA we had now on Sunday. He has a book about um, uh, Pralat Maharaj and about Dhruva. He was giving, and he was also visiting Guru Maharaj in uh, USA. And um, uh, like he is like a very special person, really. Um, and the other person I wanted to show you as well is a Vaishnavi. She um, Open. The picture. Mm. This is um, Srimati Pishima Devi, but this is not the sister of Srila Prabhupada, but another person, because, you know, Pishima is like something like auntie or something. And she lived up to 107 years. The last years were in, in Litala, uh, in the temple, you know, on the bank of Yamuna. And she was living in a very, very small, tiny room. You can see a little bit on the photo. <laughs> the and, and she was like, uh, the time when we visited her, um, she was with broken hip. And uh, she was already like over 100 years old. And when she just heard that the Gorarati is starting, she tried to do everything possible to go somehow to go somehow to get to um, to the altar and to participate in the Arati. But it was, of course, impossible because she was first with broken hip. One second, I just have to answer here because. Uh, and then she was trying to. Excuse me. Yeah. Okay, so uh, whoever was coming to pay her obeisances, she was catching our hands and she was trying to, with her whatever muscles she has, to get up and somehow crawl to the altar and just participate and see this amazing 
like Gorardi because for her this was she didn't care that she's with broken hip that she's over 100 year old whatever she just wanted to go there and participate in the arti and she was not even like not having this mentality of i'm advanced um now i can just do my bhajan uh, seclu like secluded bhajan in my bhajan kutir or something now she was going to arti to the with the other devotees and and of course those who were taking care of her they were trying to put her down not to um saying like you have to heal you have to rest you cannot like uh, you have really broken uh hip but she was absolutely not interested in that she was only interested to go to the arati of mahaprabhu this was like everything for her and whoever like there were many like sannyasis gurus coming to to see her and she was asking all of them for like blessing. She she was putting and showing like um, uh, please like bless me. And they're saying back no matter you please you bless me I cannot bless you. <laughs> and she was like uh, feeling disturbance. She, oh so you're not giving your blessing to me like you don't want to give your mercy. Uh, but she was laughing also. She was, she was like very mischievous. Like, like she was having like this very um, smiling and a very like uh, naughty look, especially when she was trying to crawl there and like uh, jump um, somehow from the bed with this broken hip and, and her servants were trying to put her back. Uh, so it just, it reminded me of this, you know, this Raghunath Das Goswami. He was, at his old age, he was, although he was making parikrama around Govardhan, but he was at such advanced age that he couldn't make it anymore. But instead of this, uh, Krishna personally gave him small, um, like he, he gave me him like small, she was saying, if you, make seven steps around it will be like complete parikrama so you can perform this type of uh, seva so it was uh, very special to see uh, the humbleness the complete dedication and i mean <laughs> i just i was just thinking being um young at that time and like uh, in good health and everything uh, like having difficulty I don't know to, to get up for Mangalarti or whatever like not so eager you know, to participate sometimes in artists but this person like I mean if I, if I get sick in Vrindavan or something I would just stay in bed or like no, just use the opportunity to okay and no sick now, so I will skip this, so I will rest a little bit. So, but this person over 100 years old with broken hip was ready to do anything and just to crawl there, just to get to the altar and look at the uh, Arati of Mahaprabhu. So, and she passed away, uh, she was 107 year old, there was a special ceremony. 
at the bank of Yamuna for her. So many people came because she's she was like famous, really a saint. And um, another person I wanted to um, show to you is also one devotee Guru Maharaj spoke about uh, recently. This is Madhu Mangal Prabhu. We don't have, unfortunately, many photos of him. I found, though, one YouTube performance of him. Uh, so he was the Kirtanya of, uh, uh, in the Sri Chaitanya Sarasvatma, Sri Maharaj, for, I think, 40 years. Uh, and like he was brahmachari all his life i think he got blind by some when he was 15 or something if i'm not wrong but um we, we had the chance to host him five of his last years in uh brenda kunja and visiting him twice a year when coming to Vrindavan and he was leading all the kirtans. And, and this is an incredible personality, very dedicated. As Guru Maharaj was speaking about him, that he asked him to just go to Navadvip to, to buy one Vrindanga, to just give him some advice to, to get a good Mardanga. And then he said to Guru Maharaj, I need to go to ask Shiva Shidhar Maharaj for permission to leave the mat. So, uh, and he was so impressed now by his, like, you're not, like, uh, a disciple is, is not, uh, I mean, he's property of the Guru. Even um, going to the corner to to get a Mridanga, he's like asking for permission if this is something which his guru would like him to do. And um, so he had like amazing um, kirtans, um, a very, of course, pure, humble behavior. And he was a big fan of uh, exactly like Madhu Mangal. He, he likes so much sweets and always joking as well. And um, I liked very much um, like he was singing uh, the mantra Radhe Radhe Govinda and I'd heard this Mantra many times from different personalities singing it in an amazing way, but when I heard it from him, it was like he was singing from the very depth of his soul, like from the core of his heart, so deeply that one becomes just stunned by by the feeling, the profound emotion he feels when when singing. And he was coming every morning, somebody was coming to pick him from 
he was staying in one of our premises there. He was getting every morning, getting up at 3.30, chanting his uh, Diksha mantras, and then he was coming to perform morning Mangala Arati. Like complete non-Tulsi, Parikram, outside he was doing and singing all the, we were anyway following the sequence of Sri Chaitanya Saraswatma songs. And it was amazing also to have the darshan of this personality who spent all his life practically <laughs> serving Sridhar Shridhar Maharaj. Mm. Another person I wanted to show you is uh, his disciple of Bhakti Ridoy Bon Maharaj. His name is Bhakti Priyananda Bon Maharaj. He's considered Rasika Bhakta by many Vaishnavas, very special person. Um, and he was uh, giving us classes for in some of the Kartiks. And, uh, and he's very, very strict with his uh, disciples when, with his direct disciples, when he's like distributing, for example, Mahaprasad or anything. He's just very strict and serious, and he's just throwing them like without you know, like a little bit of of his mahaprasad you know, when they come in bag so strict but so extremely soft and gentle with all the others very emotional um and we were listening to to his classes because at that time he couldn't speak any english he spoke some hindi and we had an interpreter trying to translate. But he's so emotional. He just starts speaking about Krishna or Mahaprabhu. And immediately he starts crying and speaking and like very emotionally. And, and then the interpreter immediately started to cry. She couldn't say a word. And it didn't matter actually in that moment because he was so, he could emanate everything what he what he felt and it was without even understanding what he was saying it was amazing to just sit and be able to um to feel all this energy coming from him and this emotion he was feeling and on another occasion um i met him in mayapur and every morning that time we were bringing our gornitai deities to take bath in Ganges because our mat was on the banks of Ganga in Mayapur. So the Pujari was taking the deities of Gornitai, bringing them, bathing them um, in Ganga with one small altar and just bringing them back on his head like uh, dry and after the bath. So in one occasion, um, the Pujari is coming back with um, the small altar with Gornitai on his head, returning, and um, and 
Maharaj meets them going down to Ganga. So he looked at them. It was like a meeting. No? Uh, he said, aha, you took bath, huh? Like, <laughs> like and it was like, like really meeting the two boys returning, like going up the hill, going home after the bath. And, and he's like joking with them and very happy that they took bath. And he's talking to them in this super casual way. And then when, and then he continues down to Ganga. And when he reaches Ganga, he just falls on the ground like a stick. And he starts crying completely oblivious of the whole world. And in this like exactly mood of, and I start speaking to Ganga in exactly mood of, of desire to surrender, of feeling that, um, that uh, no, from the casual and very intimate uh, exchange with, with Gormita and joking with them and very happy and laughing. Um, next moment, he shows a feeling of like uh, that so humble feeling of he wants to surrender and to and praying to Ganga for that. And um, like I remember this um, Bhaktivinoda Kaur, um, his. Uh, in his song Kabehave Bolo Amar, he's saying there like when will I um, at the banks of, of Ganga will shout Gora Nityananda and completely oblivious of the entire world. And in this moment he was exactly absolutely not interested in anything, no, no prestige, who think what and like totally zero interest in, in the whole world but like completely feeling like kind of like remorse and praying to be a uh, really surrendered soul. So this, like the special Vaishnavas who, uh, although they have it, no? um, they have realized surrender, surrenderity, still they feel like they are not. And they have like this kind of repentance and remorse that, they are not enough surrender. Now this paradox is called like bhakti paradox that the more surrendered you are, the less <laughs> you feel yourself that you're actually surrendered. And one can see that in them, which is very, very special. Mm. And, uh, yeah. So these were the different personalities I wanted to share to you about. We also met the, the last I just remember, who is not in our line, but uh, because I was many times bringing different uh, groups to to Vrindavan, to Mayapur, and especially we were going one day to Radhakund, and there was some, you know, like some yogis who follow Malnam, and for tourists, it was super interesting to go and see some sadhus who, who gave Vana to speak. And they were very impressed. Um, 
by then we were going, it was a little bit more quiet area outside Radakun. In, um, and they were sitting there and not talking for let's say five years or something. But on one occasion, when we went there, I had like a mixed group of um, France, Bulgaria, Sweden. We, like those yogis went on some parikrama and we had some Babaji just, just there. So our guide said, okay, the, the yogis are gone, but this Babaji is now here. And we said, yeah, let's, let's see the Babaji then. So he sat together with us and started to, to talk to us, to give us some harikata. And uh, in Hindi, and we had the guy translating from Hindi to English. And um, I had like a mostly group of people who were like uh, some kind of Reiki masters. They were practicing Reiki and coming to India to, yeah improve this part and they were very proud everyone was on some ego trip how powerful uh, Reiki master he is and things like that then I had another person like an uh, elder lady who, who was a lawyer all her life like a bit mm, yeah like very serious person but everyone who just listened to him because at some point we couldn't even listen to the translation uh, all people became like completely captured by the extreme sweetness uh, humility and devotion of, of this personality and um, everyone just freaked out like <laughs> the reiki masters forgot their reiki masters they just forgot completely their trip and they were just glorifying him immensely like completely amazed uh their leader who it who together we were organizing the whole thing he didn't know what to do but at that time it was like uh, some lack of cash um it was just before elections and then there was some trick that they uh, hid all the cash of rupees like 100 and 500 notes which are most used at that time and we were running out of cash all the time and we couldn't like pay for the tour and like cover all the costs we had to stay in long queues in the change bureaus to exchange some money but there this guide of the other Reikis, he just went and started to pull all the money from his pockets because this was somehow somehow his surrender. He wanted to give all his money to this person. And he wanted to give him something for, for this amazing thing he received because everyone just saw the truth. You know? Like when, uh, when you're on your ego trip whatever it is um when you see the real like realized person like it removes completely it shuts down the uh, your illusion and, and your trip and you like wake up and and this is such a moment of gratefulness that he, he just wanted to to give him he, he just emptied his pocket and this 
Babaji, he was completely not interested and he showed him, pointed him the altar where he can go and put all this money and he was completely like, he was 80 something, he was very elder. And then the elder lady, like serious and like, she started like to cry. <laughs> she couldn't stop, like her heart completely opened up and melted and felt so embarrassed of not being able to control and really to stop uh, crying. And, and this is a very serious person who doesn't cry normally. <laughs> and and she, and, like her heart was so deeply touched, it like opened up, no? Because many times we have like some, the heart is having protection, <laughs> like uh, our heart is, um, covered and but such a big of uh, such real devotion can really penetrate the heart and touch it and then it opens up and interestingly this person became a devotee just short after that like and i believe it's based on this touching he she received in that moment also and um because this is like a real miracle, no? And uh, I wanted also mainly to, to say about uh, Guru Maharaj because, um, yeah, we speak about all these uh, personalities, sadhus we meet, which is very valuable. But, um, yeah, one, like, the most... Uh, <laughs> The person who is like um, with who we are most connected. This is our guru, and um, um, I remember when I met Guru Manaj for the first time, when I was already considering him a spiritual master. This was in Madhavan, and um, I. Uh, because it was the time of COVID, we had to wait such a long time to to meet him. Nobody was traveling, nothing was open. And after such a long away, waiting, so I was feeling that now I'm going there, I'll just open up all my senses, my ears, and not just to hear what he has to say intellectually, but rather to, I wanted to observe all the moods, everything, what comes out from him, and just bring it, put it inside. And uh, on one occasion there in the beginning, he was speaking about a story where uh, a Brahman was going to a prostitute every evening, and every day she was putting different garments, and he was feeling that he is receiving like different... Um, something like um, uh, every time something different is offered to him and he chuckled in this moment and said like uh, it is just the same thing every time but he thinks it is different and then he said there is only one rasa in this material world and this is uh, disgust vibhatsa and I in this moment, he just, uh, it like, I don't know, like hit me. The way how he chuckled at this situation and saying all these things. 
it was like like really like seeing it how it is like that exactly no otherwise it's just a story you hear it you kind of intellectually understand but as it is said um no sadhu sangha sadhu sangha sarv shastra hoy um lava matra sadhu sangha no just matra is like uh, lava is one twelfth of a second or something that just uh, one twelfth of a second of association with the sadhu sarva siddhi hoy you can get all the perfection and like when we are in connection with um, uh, when some stream is coming you know this process of revealing of um, giving transferring realizations which they have um, and we're like fully listening you know we are giving our attention as much as we can and in this second this revelation can like this lava matra <laughs> this one twelve of a second moment can just change our whole existence and these are like imprints um which change uh, he said our antakam i asked him if you have had like some kind of a semblance of, of like bhava nishta whatever you call it but something which is like you have not realized that but some kind of tasting some imitation of that or some like resemblance uh, does it count was my question and he said that um these are like imprints we're trying to to get in order to uh, because these are the things which stay with us and this is something which was saying that you you cannot forget this thing like you will not give up if if you have such an such impressions because they just remain with you this is like the power which uh, brings you further no? and that's the most uh, valuable and impressive gift from the sadhus and um, so like also in Madhuvan with with the deities there who are so special I mean like the and they're really there, <laughs> present. And like, um, it's really like a spiritual dimension where, you know, it's part of the heart of Guru Maharaj. Um, and it felt like almost when chanting, like like a portal, if, if one concentrates really much, if it was like, a portal opens up it felt almost physically that you can like open up and go through this portal and really like have more more connection like feeling the holy name closer and the whole spiritual dimension after this experience like i i felt for some time 
spiritual dimension more tangible and the material one like the on the background actually they just exchange the normal place and um, what was very impressive for me with Guru Maharaj was that uh, you know I, before that I was having the experience to, to serve um, many years like externally being engaged in opening temples preaching and doing devotees or like making projects and many many external things mm. and and usually person is at least i'm like that uh when when there are options to to serve your guru uh you kind of try to pick like some more simple more external service in a way you know like because uh it's kind of don't to, to start with something easier not to engage too much not to like surrender too much or something but and somehow i found with guru maharaj that there are no such services like there are no external services nobody is like rushing here to like uh get many things done externally temples opened up and like whatever because he immediately brings you like he's not entertaining one like oh how are you what's up how is it going or whatever like you immediately are brought to the essence like you meet a real essence seeker and you have no chance but the only service you can actually mm -hmm. offer is this very deep um, um like to really engaged in in the practice of of the real bhakti like to to follow him in his very deep um realization like to try not to to follow very seriously sadhana to understand deeply the, the, the philosophy and to really engage internally so this requires much more because it's much easier to engage yourself externally and to feel oh i'm doing something i'm accomplishing get praises for example or like Mm, feel like pampered by your gurus so good of you you're super good etc but when there are no praises uh no chit chats no like whatever some external thing where you can rush in and try to prove yourself and show off i mean there is no such a space created by the guru and and this is amazing that only only purity is expected. The kind of like the real thing only is really appreciated. All the other stuff is just and all these things are just absolutely internal. And this makes one really take the path very seriously because you can do so many things externally in an automatic way and think you're engaged in in devotion but 
when uh, somebody is very truthful to the path and very like deeply realized and he's providing you only with the real essence directly without no um, not diluted <laughs> like, not trying to be popular to have many followers or whatsoever but just be truthful to to the process so then this is very valuable thank you very much for being able to share with you um if somebody wants to share something or has any question thank you for your time Thank you. Okay. Vaishnavas ki jai shri Guru Maharaj ki jai kartik ki jai. Be beautiful.